Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hi, Christiana. How have you been? Fantastic. And you? Great. I love that the world has started to open up and it has really allowed me to just get together with some friends that I haven't seen in a long time because of COVID. I know you're being extra careful still with going out and seeing people, but I just really love getting together with friends again. I think it's super important and coincidentally, it's the topic of our discussion today, social connections and their importance. Well, we are social creatures and every one of us has that basic need to feel a sense of belonging, acceptance, and love. Developing and maintaining relationships are very important to our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. Unfortunately, the pandemic has impacted a lot of lives negatively. I'm really envious of people in other parts of the world, especially Nigeria, where COVID has had minimal impact, contrary to the media narrative about what's really going on there. I see them just having a good time, not wearing masks and so forth. (laughs) I'm not saying there's no COVID, but back to reality here in Toronto. I used to think that it would take a lot of, you know, pain and struggle. You know, it was going to be really, really slow getting back to life as usual. Fortunately, people are just, (laughs) you know, recovering a little bit too quickly. I actually just heard that the numbers have gone up to 600 today. And that's scary. Instead of trending down, we are sort of trending up because people people are tired of this. We are. (laughs) <laughs> and, and as you rightly said at the beginning of this episode, I am still being very cautious because I need to protect not just my residents, but the staff, their families and loved ones as well. Because, you know, contact tracing is out of response widely. So that's why I'm being really cautious. So if you're comfortable, grab a friend or don't grab a friend. And grab your walking shoes and listen in as we chat about social connections. Christiana, being a healthcare professional and running Alexis Lodge, you must know that social connections are critical for seniors. Yes, Sherry. Social connections play a very significant role in seniors' mental physical, emotional, and psychological well-being. That's right. And right off the bat, social connections have so many health benefits for seniors, including improved cognitive function, better self-esteem, providing a sense of belonging, and maintaining a purposeful life. So can you maybe share some ways you help the seniors who live in your home have social connections? Yes, Alexis Lodge is a family, and I mean that literally. It's a home-like setting, and we get to congregate throughout the day, just like any family. At the peak of COVID, while other residences for seniors had very strict restrictions and people were isolated, Alexis Lodge was really lucky to continue to live life as usual. 
And as you know, a lot of those seniors suffered significantly from mental, physical, emotional, and psychological decline. And what we did was uh, we had to restrict visitations, but we kept our family members updated with social media platforms like uh, FaceTime, WhatsApp video calls. We also sent loads of pictures and videos of activities that the residents were participating in. You actually went through a very difficult time uh, with your late dad, right? And uh, because he was at one of those larger facilities that had a lot of restrictions. But you and your mother were so dedicated and determined (laughs) to just keep him loved and covered. And I, I, I remember... Every week you had to go for COVID tests and, you know, it's not easy. A lot of people don't know what it is to get poked, you know, get (laughs) poked every week and you you persevered and you guys kept them just like well balanced and he was able to keep his wits about him. I used to enjoy you telling me some of the jokes that your dad would make. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was very funny. And, you know, we we got tested every five days during the pandemic. And at one point, it was every other day in wow. order to see dad. And, you know, but to us, it was super important to spend the time with him. Like, I would go and see him every day at lunchtime, and mom would go at dinner. And, you know, it was just really important for us to share that time with him. I mean, we didn't even know that it would be, you know, our final months with him. We didn't even think that we just knew that it was, we didn't want him to be alone there, even though, you know, they, he had caregivers and he saw other people like during the time when they were locked down in their rooms, it was even more important for us to visit every day. Now you did. And, you know, um, I'm sure that, you know, you guys will have those memories for a lifetime. So that is very important. And that is also one of the things that I really love and I'm blessed that we had at Alexis Lodge because um, we continue to just, you know, have our residents participate in different activities like we do now, like, you know, activities to keep them stimulated, mind, body, and soul. And, you know, at the top of that list, Sherry, is dancing, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So just a couple of days ago, while we were dancing, I invited a male resident to dance with me. And this gentleman loves to hold hands when he dances. You know, (laughs) (laughs) he got up, held my hands and he said, your hands are freezing. I said, yes, like I usually would respond, cold hands, warm heart. And he said, actually, do you think it's because you're a sinner? And, you know, (laughs) everyone started (laughs) laughing at my expense, of course. Every time I remember, I actually crack up myself. You know who else would have loved this story would have been my late husband, and he never would have let me leave it down. He'll keep reminding me how, you know, the resident is right when he said you're a sinner, right? So, yeah, that's one of those wonderful experiences you take away from Alexis Lodge. Well, one day, Christiana, when we're finally ready to retire, we will do so with a good, strong social network built because 
you know, we want to be, we want to be happy and we don't want to be isolated or lonely. And I know both of us have very strong family bonds. I'd even say that our family members are our best friends, but you know, for many Christiana, this is not the case. And so friendships become even more important as we age. Yes, Sherry. As we age, we begin to lose friends due to life changes, illnesses, and death. But I would say that the friendships that we are left with are the ones that are the truest and the ones that makes us the most happy. <laughs> yeah, I would think so too. I mean, my closest friends are the ones I met during my school years, like even as far back as grade school and high school and during my university days, we have been through so much together and I truly appreciate their support, but also for the mere fact that they make me laugh. What about you, Christiana? I know you have moved here to Canada from Africa, but are you able to maintain friendships from your youth? Well, my children have fun laughing at me that my best friend resides in California. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. my very best friend, right? But one of the disadvantages of migrating is that you lose contact with friends through the years and across the miles. But let me share a very funny story with you. Okay. One evening, uh, one of those late fall evenings, I had invited one of my daughter's um, friend, an international student from Nigeria. Her mom was visiting, so I invited them over for dinner. So when they came over, they had a friend of theirs drive them from Newmarket because she did not want them to get lost or something. So this lady came with them. I mean, I invited, I welcomed them warmly. And so she kept staring at a collage, a memorial collage of my brother Robinson on one of my walls in the kitchen. I had comments and stuff about the pictures and also paid him a tribute. So suddenly she turned towards me and said, do you know a Christy Boro? And I'm like, I'm Christy Boro. So she's like, what? And she told me her name. This was my friend from grade one. Oh my goodness. Lost touch more than 40 years ago, right? And because my my father was transferred out of that town where we lived. So I had even lost her before I came to to Canada. And imagine this right in my kitchen in Markham, (laughs) like completely out of chance, we reunite. So what a great story. Like the whole world, you know, the world gets smaller and smaller. And that was really beautiful. So now I have a friend again from childhood. (laughs) But but just like, you know, being in Canada and living a very fast paced life and busy life, it's not often that I get a chance to, you know, go out with friends and do things like, you know, but the types of friendships that I have just are so true that, you know, time just stands still for us. Whenever we meet, we just seem to pick up from where we stopped. And, you know, thank God for technology because we're still able to talk and maybe video call and so forth. But you know what Alexis said to me? She said, that is, 
adult friendship it's not just about you adults don't often have enough time to get together like younger people we do so you know that your friends will always stay true to you because you know you can call on them you know lean on me when you're not strong so that is so so important and I'm so grateful for my friends oh that's amazing I love that story (laughs) (laughs) well um I'm sure it won't surprise you to know that I'm the type of friend who would encourage us to go out, try new things, try new foods. Just, you know, I'm the one who's always going to say yes to the appetizer and the dessert. And, you know, a bit of an influencer type friend, right? I'm just going to push you a little bit to try something different or go along with all of my big crazy ideas. But you know what, Christiana, this is also a really, really good thing because as we age, we need friends who will influence us to do good things, to eat well, to go out and to be more active. You are right, Sherry. It's very important for social connections as we age. Our friends will encourage us to get out and get us out of that couch. (laughs) (laughs) Like after a very busy week and you don't feel like doing anything, you know, you have a friend call up on you and say, come on, let's go out. Let's go for a walk or let's go play a game of cards. And you, Sherry, will be the one yeah. calling and saying, let's go for chocolate ice cream, you know? <laughs> or like today, I was like, I came over to my my mom's and I was like, let's rake your leaves. And oh, then that's a good one, cream. you know? Right? I mean, you're always full of <laughs> ideas, but that chocolate ice cream thing, though. Anyway, <laughs> as our listeners know by now, walking is great. You know, physical exercises are just fabulous for your mind, body, and soul. As well, a game of card is good for our brains. And then the occasional ice cream treat is not really a bad thing. Just don't no. make a habit. <laughs> is it a habit if it happens once a week? Yes. <laughs> it's not that bad. Come it's on. is cyclical and <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, pre-COVID, it was I know that my mom and her friends got together pretty regularly to play golf. And I mean, that's a really great way to like get the fresh air and move your body, right? Like I was just thinking too, when, when I was young, I liked to spend time with my grandparents and even like my grandfather took me to practice when I was learning how to drive. Like, can you imagine? I know. I I think about that now and I'm like, I don't want to get in the car with my young cousins learning how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) when I was learning to drive my brother-in-law took me in his car my sister would say let me take one last look at you (laughs) before you go out the door (laughs) but you know what now that I think about it too I think that was also a really great way for my grandfather to feel a sense of purpose as well right and in the same way it would be like when my grandmother used to share her recipes with us or show us how to cook I mean, there are tons of studies that have been conducted 
connected with seniors and social connections. And they all point to the same thing, right? It's all about social engagement and your connection, your social connections that help you have better cognitive function and less physical limitations. Yes, social connections promote healthy aging, eliminates loneliness and social isolation. Like we already talked about the impact or effects of, you know, loneliness and isolation, how it could result in cognitive and physical decline, as well can induce anxiety and depression, amongst other things. A very important way for seniors to connect socially is connecting with younger people. This Mm. actually is mutually beneficial to both parties. So it gives the seniors a sense of purpose, like you said, makes them more active and gives them, you know, just that new lease on life. And the younger people, on the other hand, will have the advantage of learning from their life experiences and also teach the younger ones a sense of responsibility respect and sensitivity that is so needed in today's world, (laughs) right? And also gives the seniors cognitive stimulation and would likely broaden their social circles if these younger people teach them or introduce them to social media. Yeah. Okay, Christiana. I think we've proven now how important it is to have social connections in our lives and especially as we age. So let's put this into practice. Let's suggest maybe some of the best ways our listeners can stay in touch with others. And I will start. I would say to look for associations or groups in your neighborhood. They could be cultural groups or seniors groups just right around the corner from you. I know in the city we both live in, in Markham, there are seniors drop-in centers that seniors can go to. Unsure if they're open yet right now because of Not quite. Yeah. But I know that, you know, once things start to open up, there are these amazing places where, you know, you can go and meet new people and interact with others. And, you know, I just think like if you're going to go for a walk, you know, or if you're walking your dog you know, get a neighbor involved, get someone to walk with you. Not only could that be safer for you, especially as a senior to walk with others, but it's also a really great way to connect with other people too. Or when you're grocery shopping, maybe this would be a really cool thing too, is like, you know, grandkids to go shopping with their grandparents, right? You can have that interaction with one another. You can, you know, look for certain food items or to prepare like a special meal together, but it would really benefit both the young person and and the senior, right? And you know that would be very expensive for grandma and grandpa because <laughs> those young people will be gimme, 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 right? So I don't know about grocery. <laughs> I know, I totally remember one of my aunts, when I was sh- grocery shopping with her, she would buy me anything anything I wanted. And it was like, so amazing. Cause you know, parents never do. Right. (laughs) Of course not. We (laughs) want the children very firmly before we leave the home. Don't (laughs) have a tantrum. Okay. If I say no, I mean, no. Right. (laughs) I I don't remember my parents ever saying that to me, but I know that it was just known like no means no. Right. But another way, and I thought this was a really great thing too, is like 
when you're doing a mundane chore, like folding laundry, you can call a friend and put them on speakerphone and you can chat while you're, you know, doing something very routine. And so maybe the last thing I'll say is just be really, really mindful about getting together with your friends. Don't let it lapse, you know, like set a monthly date, you know, Mm -hmm. the last Thursday of every month or something. And that also gives you something to look forward to. So that absolutely it's so important because if you don't actually set a date, you will never do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's so important to just, you know, have something in place, no matter how busy you are, because like we talked about during our self-care episode, and if you've not listened, please cycle back, <laughs> self-care. So yeah. you know, have something to do with friends and, or, and family or both. And we all know that how impactful this pandemic has been and how much it has affected so many lives. A lot of people are suffering or struggling with mental health challenges so it is so important to try to check in on friends even if you don't have time to go out just call them see how they are doing if you notice that someone has withdrawn again it's very very important to check in on them and try to offer support you know encourage them and also you know just really really encourage them to seek professional help And if they don't want to seek professional help, maybe they can talk to their faith leaders, you know, just depending on their comfort levels so that no one will fall through the cracks because, you know, you don't want people to go deeper into depression. And that brings me to, this is something we haven't talked about, Sherry. I think we should probably do another episode about seasonal affective disorder, like depression, because the weather is changing. And this is our second year into the pandemic and things are becoming a little bit tougher. Like, you know, I'm always very optimistic and, you know, positive, but I too, I'm getting tired. (laughs) So maybe this is something we should discuss, you know, just ways, explore ways of what people can do. Now that, you know, we're sort of getting that pandemic burnout. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely think it's a good idea to put together another another podcast on seasonal affective disorder and just, you know, chatting a little bit about how people are feeling mentally as we go into this second winter or maybe we could consider it our third winter of the pandemic and, and just through our winter in general. So look forward to hearing us chat about that. But as always, I have truly enjoyed our, our chat today, Christiana, and I hope our friends have too. Me too. Or shall I say me three? (laughs) I'm Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because... You're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young Podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. 
Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.